Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. So, the weirdest season in jazz history comes to an end in agonizing fashion. What a game. What a comeback. What a finish. So many things to talk about in this game. And, uh, you know, go bigger picture on the bubble as a whole, and then to go bigger picture on that as the season. And then to look ahead to next season, there are many things to do. But first, the game. The Jazz... They picked up in Game 7, right where they left off in Game 6. They didn't look nearly as good as the Nuggets. They were struggling so badly. They were down 5 after a quarter, and it felt like they should have been down 10 or 15. And sure enough, eventually they did get down by 10, and then they did get down by 15. They actually trailed by 19. And then they came back. It was uh, 14 at the half. Denver scored the first five points. And it was a 55-36 coming out of the locker room. And you thought, well, this is, this is just going to get away. Well, what am I going to be watching in the fourth quarter? And the Jazz locked them down. They only scored 25 points the rest of the game. Denver had a 30-point second half and yet held on to win 80-78. to The Jazz came back, retook the lead. Donovan Mitchell had the team on his shoulders in the third quarter. The fourth quarter was much more of a group effort, different guys making plays. Rudy Gobert just went beast mode on the offensive glass, scoring on a putback, grabbing another offensive rebound, tapping an offensive rebound out to a teammate to reset a possession. Uh, in an 80-78 to 78 game, as you might expect, um, you know, there were a lot of missed shots. There were a lot of rebounds to be had. And he went and got them. Uh, Donovan had a brilliant stretch in the third quarter, just willed the, the Jazz back into the game. But... You just can't sustain that for a half. The Jazz won the third quarter 24-15, the fourth quarter 18-15, and still came up two points short. I think you certainly could have used Bogdanovich shooting. That's easy and obvious. Uh, Joe Ingles was 3-for-10. Mike Conley was 2-for-13. Uh, Royce O'Neal, Mike Conley, and Joe Ingles combined were 3-for-15 from three. And Clarkson makes him four for twenty. I mean, it was it was a rough shooting night. The Jazz are twenty three percent from the on the arc, but Denver was twenty five percent, almost twenty six. So all you can do is look at it and say, yeah, all those shots went in, but the defense there was more energy. The defense gets tougher, the pressure gets greater, and those shots aren't going in. Including Mike Conley's running three game winner at the buzzer that looked halfway down and came out. And the other thing that hurts shooting percentage is in Game 7, the refs don't want to decide it. They're going to let you play. And they absolutely let these two teams play. There were so many no calls both ways, and players on both teams got mad. Eventually, I thought they adjusted. Eventually, they figured out, well, nothing's getting called. And Rudy complained about a foul, and then he went down and just fouled like Jokic three times and shoved him under the glass, and Jokic missed a layup. And then he was complaining. It was like, uh, guys, you might as well hammer each other. They're, they're not sending you to the free throw line. They don't want to do it. They do not want this game decided at the free throw line. Jazz ended up 10 of 15. Nuggets ended up 10 of 13. And so, you know, you can just look at the free throw line. Ah, a couple points there. I mean, in a two-point game, you can just if and but and if and but all the way through it. Very competitive. Good fight back after getting down by 19. Retaking the lead. But the Nuggets, ultimately, the game-winning bucket goes to Jokic. He had 30 points, all the pressure in the world. Uh, Murray had 17 7 of 21 shooting, 1 of 6 from 3, nothing special. Uh, Jokic came up big, 30 points, made him game high. Mitchell led the Jazz with 22, and Gobert had 19 points, 18 boards, and 7 of them offensive. 
can't say enough about the way he really competed there in the in the second half. They were pumping each other up, and the Jazz almost did it, and then in the end they didn't do it. So they're done. Denver goes on to face the Clippers. I think the Clippers would be favored to win that series. I think they would have been favored to win that series if they got in the Jazz. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, there have been some crazy things that have happened in the bubble, but largely the best teams have advanced. That's the way it works. Uh, all right, massive post-game show because it doubles as a season-ender. The traditional clean-out-the-lockers, it's not happening this year. Everything changes in 2020. They're not flying the players back to Utah. I think guys are taking off right from there. A couple guys make it back to Utah, but we were all warned before the game that whenever the last game is, um, they'll try, try to provide more players and you ask your season-ending questions, which, of course, no one's in the mood to answer season-ending questions, as you'll hear from Quinn Snyder in a minute. You know, they're, they're all – I mean, this is – 10, 20 minutes after the game ends, they just they can't they just can't go big picture uh, the way they would if we got them in a couple of days. But it's a different year, and that's the way it goes. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, the most massive jazz post game show ever. It's it's gonna take two segments, people, and we'll do it next. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz lose to the Nuggets 80-78. to Mike Conley's shot comes out at the buzzer, spins halfway in and out, and that's the end of the season. And the Nuggets are on to play the Clippers. Here's the best of the postgame show in two parts. Here's part one. It's your final Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you. The season came to a close for the Jazz last night in the bubble in Orlando. They lose in Game 7 to the Denver Nuggets 80 to. 78. It was a wild game, thrilling right up until the end, and uh, it, definitely a different game than we've seen uh, the other games in this series where offense was just at a premium. Not the case last night. Definitely more of a grinded out type performance, a little more defense being played. Both teams showing uh, a little bit of fatigue uh, through a hard fought series. Uh, certainly uh, exciting right up till the final moments. We have a lot of final uh, or post game sound for you as the Jazz kind of did a mini locker room clean-out, making more players available after the game. Uh, given that your normal locker room clean-out circumstance, which would happen today, is not possible uh, with uh, for obvious reasons. So let's take you through all of this post-game slash post-season sound. Let's start with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Let me just say something. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, this game tonight... Um, no, it's one of the toughest losses that I think that I've been involved with, and got many levels what this team's been through um, since we were in Oklahoma City, um, and you know the season was stopped. What we went through over a period of months to have this group come back together here in Orlando, and just to see um, the competitiveness. Um, the unselfishness, uh, the team that really came together and grew and wish we would have had a chance to keep playing. I think that's the thing that hurts the most right now. And 
congratulations. Denver was terrific. Um, the way they competed, too. I thought both teams just competed. But as far as our group goes, um, this was a, a group that I think was an extreme privilege to coach and, and to be around over the past couple months. And it's a unique situation and one that I think we'll look back on with everything that's happened in our country with social justice, with COVID. Um, to see a group of players come together like that around such a difficult time, uh, I think is something that, that I'll remember and is incredibly special. Okay, thank you for that, Coach. Um, we'll go ahead now and get started. Um, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Quinn. Uh, just given everything that you just mentioned, you know, given everything that this team has gone through and to then be on the verge of advancing to the second round and blowing a three to one series lead. What did you have to say to the team in the aftermath of this game when, when they came up just that much short? Yeah, I guess I would prefer not to say that we blew a three to one lead. I know that that's maybe semantics, but you know, the way that we competed tonight and you know, what's happened over the last, really the last week in particular, uh, I'm just unbelievably proud of the way that we competed. And, you know, what what I remember about tonight is, is we were dead in the water in the first half. Um, and we're playing well in a lot of ways. And, you know, our group just kept grinding and kept competing. And that's, to me, um, it's as significant as anything that happened in the game. All right, next question, David James, KUTV. Quinn, it looked like Donovan was getting going there offensively, but he had to guard Murray, too. Did that slow him down offensively a little bit? Did you make a concerted effort to get other guys involved? What happened there? Um, you know, I, I think the entire game was just such a competitive, hard-fought game. That there, there was just nothing that was easy. Um, you know, we wanted to have different people guard Jamal. Um, obviously, he's had a terrific series and is a great player. And, um, you know, Royce was on him, Mike was on him. Donovan really, you know, at, at a certain point felt like he really wanted to guard him. And you know, we had other guys that could take some of the load offensively. Um, I, Donovan Mitchell has had, you know, an incredible series on so many levels. And, you know, tonight may not look like his best game of the series, but in many ways, I felt like you know his character came out um, tonight as much as any other time because nothing, nothing was easy the entire game. Defended, you know, he attacked, and more than anything, he he competed on a level that's unique. Next up, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, what was what happened at halftime to make that switch? Like you said, the team, it was dead in the water in the first half, and then it seemed like the mood and the attitude completely changed in the second. Well, you know, we were struggling offensively early in the game. Uh, they were trapping pick and roll, and their length uh, and size was difficult for us to play against. And we missed some shots, um, but, you know, the, the floor was really – they shrunk the floor, so to speak. Uh, I think as we got closer to halftime, um, we found a little momentum trying to really just open the floor up and attack, whether it be you know, just driving the ball in space or playing some small, small pick and roll. But 
you know, we weren't in foul trouble in the first half too. So that, that knocked us back. But I, I thought at the end of the second quarter, you know, when Rudy was out with foul trouble, that, that group that, that, uh, that was in there and, and really as much as anything, Royce O'Neal, you know, the job that he guarded Murray, he guarded Jokic. Um, and during that time, I thought, you know, our team, you know, found life and that continued through halftime. We just knew it was going to be, you know, difficult. It's always hard to come back and particularly in a game seven, but we did find a little something as far as energy uh, and just kept playing. That was the biggest thing. All righty. Uh, ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Quinn, teams seem to have to take these lumps in their climbs to the playoffs. What, what did you learn from your team in this playoff series versus maybe what you had learned in years past? Well, you know, I, I think it's, it's hard to compare, you know, teams across different years. Um, this series obviously was, was different in, in many ways. Um, you know, but I, I think, you know, just speaking for this group, and it, it's something that you felt going in that this group had. It's a group with high character and competitiveness. And, you know, the, the game presents you with all kinds of challenges. Like I said, these past months, there's been you know, even more things for, for everyone to try to absorb and process and then to compete. So, what, I mean, what I'll remember about this group and this experience is, you know, the fact that I, I wish we would have won the game, obviously, but um, I think we can be unbelievably proud of the way that we competed. Okay, last question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, uh, I know this is a tough question, just like coming minutes after a defeat, but where do you kind of go from here? Obviously, you know, we, we've talked so much about not having boy on and having to make adjustments. And have you thought at all about, you know, where you want the team to, what you want the team to look like going forward? Um, I think you answered the question for me I, right now. I think everybody is emotionally spent and, you know, we're going to, try to deal with this loss have you know a lot of gratitude for the opportunity that we've had here um, whatever whatever's going to go on going forward um, that's not something right now that that I've given given thought to I'm sure they'll happen at some point but right now you know I'm just I'm proud to have had the opportunity to coach this team it's been a unique group the way that the game went tonight as hard fought as it was was emblematic of what this year was like all righty thank you coach there's jazz head coach Quinn Snyder said this is one of the most painful losses of uh, of his career. You could tell it right there. He's proud of his club, but uh, certainly wearing on him a little bit, uh, especially right after the game, and you, you certainly couldn't blame him. All right, let's run through all of this postgame sound, and let's start with Donovan Mitchell. Our first question will come from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Donovan. I'm sure that you're feeling a lot of emotions right now uh, after such a tough loss. Uh, I'm wondering if you could take me through just that final play and seeing Mike's shot not go down. We saw you go down to the floor after that for a minute. Um, Gary kind of jumped out. Uh, spun. I didn't know where he was, and um, he made a play. And then... Um, Mike made uh made Mr. Lamp and Mike came down and it looked good, man, but sometimes it's just the way it works. Uh yeah, that's credit to them. They made a play, credit to Yokish for making the hook shot. Um 
yeah, we fought hard and came back. I, I, I go to war with any one of these guys in the locker room, any one of these coaches. Um, we could have easily chalked it up in the first half and said, well, you know, we have grit and fight. And uh, that's all you can really ask for um, as a whole. And, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, next question will come from Jonathan Scott, TNT. Everything that's happened in the bubble, as the journey comes to an end, what's your last words on your experience here in the NBA bubble? Um, the NBA did an incredible job. It's doing an incredible job of, of yeah, allowing us to, to finish out the season, give fans ex exposure, and us to get our message out. Um, with that being said, um, the pain that's on my face right now and the way I feel, I can only imagine what's, what's going through uh, these victims' families. And I, I, I know I'm probably going to go back there and cry again. Uh, I just want to look around and just say, look, man, like, this is a game. Um, People lost their family members to police brutality and, and racism. I can only imagine. Uh, so I want to say that I want to get that out there because the way that I'm, excuse me, the way that I'm feeling right now is, is nothing compared to that. And I appreciate the NBA and everybody in this league for continuing to push that message because it's not not, not stopping. Um, I just wanted to say that. Um, well, we won or lost, that was going to be the first thing I said. I forgot to say, I should have said it, but yeah. Okay. Uh, next question we'll have from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Donovan, just uh, in, in the wake of that, how disappointing is it that um, you know, this is a team that seemed to make strides during the season? difficult season up very up and down a lot of things that you guys went through and you come that close to advancing to the second round only to fall that short just what are the emotions that are going through your mind right now shouldn't have even been in this situation um that's where a lot of the emotion comes from um there were certain so many things we can go to as a unit and i think that's what hurts the most uh, we can go to my eight second violation in game one um, we can go to blowing a 15-point leading game five. We can go to not being ready to play, not matching their level, I should say, excuse me, in game six. Um, but, yeah, like, there's so, there's, there's so many things that I just feel like we could have did um, and we didn't. And I think that's just where the hurt really comes because, quite frankly, I don't I, – I, I give them credit, but I feel like we, we kind of – eased off the gas um, in game five. Um, and we've never really been in this situation. It comes with experience as a whole. Um, we have guys that have been experienced as a whole. We haven't been there as a unit, and that's on us. And But I just didn't think that we should have been in game seven. We had, we had multiple opportunities to be to put them away, and they capitalized. And they're, they're experienced. They've, they've played in game sevens. They've played in times like this, and i got to give them credit. But there's certain things that you look back on and we could have definitely capitalized to not even be in this position, um, but we'll fix it. All right, next up, Mark Spears, who's there with you. Donovan, how do you proud of you about the message that you've used, the way you use your platform over these, these two months? Excuse me? How proud of the way you use your platform over these two months? Um, I'm very happy. I think the biggest thing is continuing to, to, to push, continuing to, to voice and use a voice. And um, at the end of the day, we came down here for a reason. Thank you. Um, we came down here for a reason and um, obviously to win a championship, but to, to spread the message. We stopped 
playing and, and continue playing because we want to continue to preach our message, not just for the game, but uh, I'm, I'm very happy with the way things went as far as being able to come back on the floor and, and, and the NBA and, and the owners and us agreeing on certain things. And I, I hope this, this as these playoffs go, as everybody watches, we continue to push what's really needed in this world, man. And um, I've, I've, I've told you, Mark, I've, I've seen both sides growing up and going to private school, uh, being a predominantly only, predominantly white school, being the really the only one black kids in the school. I've seen both sides. I told you during the week, I had to be one kid, and on the weekends when I was playing AAU, I was a different kid. There's two Americans, and I felt like I used my voice in, in the best way possible, and I'm going to continue to do that when we go home. Um, and I just implore and encourage every everybody that's here. They've been doing a great job just to continue to push. The more these games escalate, the more uh, to get closer to the finals and to the finals, I hope guys continue to to use their voice because people are listening and things are starting to turn. We just got to keep, keep going. All righty. Uh, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Donovan, I know this, is, this might be a loaded question, but how do you guys go from being a 50-win, really good team, you know, year after year to, to being a contender? What, what has to be done? And, and do you think that some of that is on you uh, individually? Um, well, when we get Bojan back, um, I want to say I'm proud of everybody in this locker room because, to be honest with you, nobody picked us to even be in this situation. Um, we had pictures of what everybody, every reporter, every single one, had nuggets in four, five, six, uh, one or two had them in seven. We saw it. We used it as fuel. Um, and to do that without our second leading score, guys stepped up, guys made plays. Um, getting Boyan back could definitely help. Um, I think take my game to another level, um, being able to play both ends of the floor, you know, which I received a lot of, I feel like that was the reason why I was drafted to play defense. Um, that was that's why I was picked. I wasn't picked to do all I've been doing and I kind of evolved into that, but conditioning, continuing to get my, my body right for that next level, um, continue just to build chemistry. Um, we went from being an unsalvageable team about three months ago to, to this. And I don't think anybody, anybody outside of us expected that. And I'm happy with the way we played. Um, obviously not the result, but look, man, like we, we got things that we know we can fix. And like I said, we felt like we kind of gave certain situations where we had control of the series and we let it get out of hand. And if you would have told us before coming here, we would have had control of 3-1 of the series without Boyan. Um, not to say I would have thought you were lying. I have belief, faith in us, but, you know, it was, it was something that just didn't seem, I guess a team like that, too, just didn't seem as, as, as real as it was. And we got down here, we worked, and everybody locked in, from the rookies to the coaches. Um, we just got to do just do more. Um, and on Boyan coming back, uh, I'm not putting everything on Boyan, but like with him coming back, it's another weapon. And um, this won't happen again. Um, yeah. Okay, a uh, question from Taylor Rooks, Bleacher Report, who's there with you. Hey, Donovan. Um, I know you walked us through the final play and what was going through your head then, but once that was over, you were on the floor for a bit. Can you walk me through the emotions that you felt on the ground? I'm in shock. Um, that was really it. You know, I think the biggest thing was you, we worked so hard as a, as a unit, as a whole, to, to get to a point that we got to, and we were this close. You know, it's we, we were down and came back and, and fought, and 
fought and clawed and to be that close um that hurts and i really know what else to do i was exhausted um i just kind of just laid there um I don't know, man. I just um, it's been in my mind for a long time, and um, this kind of reminds me of last year, being in four twenty-three from the field. I kind of feel my entire season, uh, game five against Houston in Houston, the field, everything I did this year. Um, it's just another thing. from next year. I'll be back. We'll be back. Um, but that's that's really. Uh, okay, uh, Ryan Miller, KSL. For now, what have you learned about yourself and your team having to gone through this seven-game series? Ready to fight through anything. Um, that's one thing I've learned about this team, and that's always been the case. It's, it's, it's a character thing to come back the way we did and to fight the way we did. We, we're ready to compete through anything. Um, and myself, there's certain things I can't lie to you. I kind of, I kind of was surprised a little things that I, I've done and accomplished. But it's nothing that I haven't worked on. Um, there was criticisms of what I could do on the offensive end and defensive end, and I feel like I took a step in that right direction. Um, like I said, this won't, this isn't the last of it. This is me scratching the surface. Um, I know what I can do. I know what I worked for. I know how hard I work, and I know how hard this team has worked. And um, this won't be the end of it. And that's 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 one thing. I, and that's really what's fueling me because this ain't it. Like this ain't the end. This ain't. This is just the beginning, man. Um, this is just the just the beginning. And. Um, I'm ready to go hoop again right now. Um, I think we all are, but this is just the beginning. All right, there's the best of the postgame show, part one. Part two continues in a moment. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. All right, massive post-game session after the Nuggets win a dramatic Game 7 over the Jazz. We've been playing some for you in the last segment. Here is Part 2 of the Best of the Post-Game Show. All right, let's now hear from Rudy Gobert. Uh, first question will be from David James, KUTV. Rudy, that game was going really poorly. What turned it around and got you back in it? I think we're playing pretty good defense in the first half, but we were really, uh, turning it up in the second half. And, um, you know, we're able to grind our way to, uh, to this game, back into this game. Okay, next question. Uh, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, what's your overall evaluation of the season? I know it's hard just after a game like that, but, I mean, looking at everything that happened over the last 12 months. Maybe we we want more, you know. We the goal the goal wasn't to 
ended up losing the first round, obviously, but uh, you know, I'm proud of the way uh, we handled everything that happened within our team. You know, there was, uh, I don't think a lot of teams were able to go through that. Uh, I'm talking about especially Donald Brown and myself, uh, you know, being able to come back and, uh, and play the way we played, uh, even though we came up short. You know, I think I think it's very encouraging for the future, and you know, obviously it's painful because you want to win, and we will. I have no doubt that we will. But uh, you know, we I think something. You know, we started something, and now we're just gonna have to finish it. Okay. Next question, Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Hey Rudy, what what are your thoughts just on the last seven games in the in the playoffs? Last seven games? Yeah. I mean, we lost four three. Uh, my thoughts that you know the little details makes a difference, and uh, you know obviously it's the same in any kind of high level basketball, whether it's international competition, uh, maybe a playoffs, uh, game six, game seven, you know, those little details matter. And, uh, and you know, when you look at the game tonight, it's, it's a two point game. So it's uh, maybe one rebound, one loose ball, a uh, few free throws. Uh, you know, you, you really realize that uh, you know, the great teams are the teams that are able to uh, control those little details. And, and do it over and over and over. Okay, uh, next question will be from Jonathan Scott, TNT, who's in the room with you. With everything that's happened in the bubble as your journey comes to an end, we're asking players to tell us their last words on the whole experience. I think we, the NBA, uh, really put us in a situation, uh, a good situation to be successful. Uh, from a health perspective and uh, from a mental health perspective, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, a few months ago, when they told us about the bubble, uh, none of us were really excited about it. But uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of happy of the way we're able to keep uh, the game of basketball going at the highest level and uh, sometimes keep people safe. You know. Hopefully, we're going to stay safe until the end of the playoffs. But, uh, you know, it, it's great to be able uh, to give the fans uh, basketball. And for us, it was great to be able to compete at the highest level with, with our teammates. Okay, and one last question we'll have uh, from Tim Bontemps, ESPN. Rudy, I was just curious what your thoughts are on the way the past six months or so have played out for you personally and kind of just the the way it's, you know, this journey you've been on over the past six months, kind of where from, you know, being in Oklahoma City on March 11th to now, kind of what has that journey been like for you? It's been a, a lot of adversity, you know, both, uh, not just for me, but for all of us, you know, uh, as a team, for the the rest of the world, you know, it's been a, uh, it's been uh, some interesting few months. But um, as I said, you know, I'm I'm really proud of the way we been able to handle that as a team, uh, as human beings. And, uh, 
you know, a few months ago, I probably wasn't in the right space mentally to go out and play with my team. But, uh, you know, we we found a way to make it happen and, you know, be able to uh, have my teammates support uh, through the last few, last few months, especially since, you know, since we're in the bubble and after everything that happened, uh, you know, it was really something that lifted me up and, uh, and I really tried to, you know, give everything I could for this team. And, you know, we came ashore, but uh, I have no doubt that uh, you know, we're in a championship. It might be painful right now, but uh, I'm guaranteed that Donovan's going to come back better. I'm going to come back better, and uh, we're going to do anything we can that it's in our power to uh, be a better team next year. Okay, thank you for your time, Rudy. There's Rudy Gobert, 19 points, 18 rebounds, really came alive in the second half. Uh, Big-time effort to get them back into it. Remember, the Jazz trailed by 14 at halftime, and uh, Rudy was really a monster in the second half, just came up a little short. I'll tell you that alley-oop, that pass from Mike Conley, though, at the end of the game was was a thing of beauty, and Rudy certainly should have had an and-one on that as uh, <laughs> Mason Plumley nearly uh, poked his eye out. All right, let's continue on with the post-game sound. Let's now let you hear from Mike Conley. All right, we'll uh, start with a question from uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Mike, I know uh, this might be hard to answer just in the wake of, you know, a a few minutes after an incredibly difficult loss, but can you kind of just speak to what your thoughts and emotions are after, you know, taking up and down season, so much kind of turmoil, both on the court and then life in general, um, to come that close to advancing to the second round and, and, and to fall that short? Um, you know, definitely, a, you know, just a devastating feeling right now. Um, you know, it, it, it hurts. It hurts more than any probably loss I've had in my in my career. Just so much you sacrificed, so much you, you gave up to be here. How much these guys fought, how much these guys played for each other. Um, it's, it's tough to walk off that court and no one won't be back on it again um, until next season. So uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. And, you know, right now we just got to try to keep our head up, um, stick with each other. You know, we have everything we had. We tried different things. Um, guys stepped, stepped out of the box a little bit and made uncomfortable and um, try to each and every one of the guys in the team. Next, we'll go uh, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Mike. Um, you know, this is one of, I think, four game sevens that you've been in. Um, and we talked a little bit yesterday about, you know, there not being a trick to it. It's game seven, win or go home situation. Do you feel like this one hurts more because, you know, it's coming later in your career and you were right there and it was so close at the end? Uh, yeah, uh, like I said before, this one hurts more than any other loss I've had. Um, like I said, I think it's, it, it is different just because of the sacrifices that you made to be here. You know, it's not easy to, to ask guys to be here um, in a bubble and doing something completely different than you're used to, uh, being away from your family, you know, sacrificing a lot. And, uh, and you do that to, to win a championship, to dance, to put everything you have on the line and to lose, you know, literally by the ball 
rattling in and out. Uh, it comes down to that, and it, that's tough. Uh, we have another from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Yeah, Mike, speaking of, uh, speaking of that last shot, obviously kind of a chaotic finish, but it looked like you got a pretty good look at it. Were you happy with the look you got, and, and what were your thoughts as the ball left your hand? Uh, honestly, at that point, it was just win or go home. I was trying to get a shot up, and I felt like I got a, a very good look for the moment. You know, I uh, was able to get to a spot and, and pull up, and honestly, I I felt really good about it. And, uh, and swore it was going in, and the way that it uh, the way it did, you know, that's what made it so so much more devastating. You know, I just should have left my hand. I, I held my father through. And I'm not for sure it was going to end. And in a situation like that, when you don't know you're going to get another chance at it like that, you know, we didn't know Craig was going to miss a layup, but, you know, we had guys getting back spreading on defense just to try to make a play at the end. That's a good opportunity. We just got to take it and run. And, uh, and that was the shot we got. And then we'll go with uh, Sarah Todd, Desert News again. Mike, what were the emotions like in the locker room right after that? I'm sure it was pretty raw, but can you just kind of tell me what it was like? Um, you know, guys can saw on each other. You know, obviously you got a lot of guys who are upset. Um, you know, there's a lot of hugging, a lot of guys just you know, embracing each other. And, you know, we know we worked very hard and um, we had a great opportunity uh, to move on here. And, uh, and as long as we know we gave everything we had, you know, you, you, you get the reaction like the guys gave in the locker room. Um, complete exhaustion. Um, and guys just, you know, we all know each, we love each other. So uh, the support in there was, was great. All right, Mike, thanks for your time. There's Mike Conley. Mike had seven assists last night but struggled from the field. Two of 13 shooting, just eight points in uh, 40 minutes for Mike, who has another year of his contract. He talked about uh, returning next year, obviously, uh, for this Utah Jazz team. Let's continue on with the sound. Let's now let's hear from Joe Ingles. Hey, Joe, if you're ready, we'll start with a question from uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Joe. Um, obviously, it's it's an incredibly difficult loss. Um, what are the emotions that are going through your mind, given that, you know, it's been an incredibly trying season. You've been through a lot of up and downs. You had a 3-1 lead in this series. Uh, just what's going through your mind now that you guys are – are headed home. Um, man, you just asked like nine different questions in that. Um, obviously, right now, just been a devastator, really. I think um, we've been playing so well, obviously, to, to get that lead. And, um, knew they weren't obviously just going to fold or fold over. They um, they played well, obviously. Uh, game seven. Um, left it all out there. I'm obviously extremely proud to be a part of the team. That, I don't know what we got down, um, what the biggest margin was, but it, it, it's very easy to, to, to pack it up and go over that point. Um, and for our guys to, to just keep going. And, um, obviously, after what we've been through with the, the, the pandemic and, and then the Oh, yeah, and I've dipped it off for, 
for a baby, we've, we've had a lot going on as a team. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I'm here anyway, but I, I wouldn't, want to, wouldn't want to play for any other team. Stuart, go ahead if you have a follow-up to that. Yeah, so uh, just speaking specifically about this this game seven, um, you guys obviously came out and, and struggled a lot offensively in the first half and then really seemed to kind of fight your way back into it defensively in the second half. Can you kind of just talk about like the ebb and flow of how this game went? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was two tired teams. I, I think I looked up at one point in the that three-quarter time where there was like 60-all or something like that, which I don't know what I was scoring at three-quarter time. Was, but, you know, it was obviously two teams who <laughs> played hard and, and played really hard for the six games and then came into it obviously a game seven. And um, Like I said, it's, it's really easy to um, get down. I don't know, 15 or 16 or whatever it is and pack that up and then go home we gave ourselves a, a chance we left it all out there and we just kind of started playing and we played a bit more free uh, I think we were all uh, tired of the skin in that first half but um, both teams were, were, were trying to get going a little bit they made some shots we missed some um, but I think they you know, I think they had 50 or, or something at half time which defensively isn't isn't horrible but um we obviously we weren't scoring the ball ourselves. So, um, like I said, incredibly proud to, to be on a team and a part of a team that, that doesn't give up in those situations. And I mean, all you can ask for, obviously, is to give yourself a chance. And we, um, we had a chance. We had a couple. We had a couple uh, things out of the out of the timeouts, whatever it was, side ball, and then we had that look at the end by like. So we we'll see a lot, a lot to kind of process right now. But um, yeah. Just, just proud to be a part of it. The team that, that never gives up. All right, Joe. Thanks for your time. There's Joe Ingles. Joe struggled in this series in most of the games. Uh, struggled last night, three of ten. He had uh, seven points. He did have eight rebounds and five assists, and had some decent uh, defensive uh, possessions down the stretch. But uh, Joe, another playoff where he did not exactly shine. Let's now let you hear from Jordan Clarkson. All right, Jordan. We'll go ahead and get started. Let's go with uh, Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, hey, Jordan. It's obviously a pretty emotional time right now. Um, can you just take us through that last few minutes and then also kind of how just kind of overview your season with the Jazz and what you kind of hope to be back there? Do you hope to be back here next year? Uh, I mean, it was crazy series. Um, those last minutes kind of, um, you know, that was just a crazy series of plays. Uh, playoff basketball, uh, game seven. Uh, you know it's going to come close. We were down early. Uh, a lot of fight. Um, you know, continue to keep playing, kept competing. Uh, made big plays. Everybody was, you know, locked in, uh, trying to help us win. So uh, we got a good look at the end. Mike had a great shot. Uh, I thought it was dropping. Um, you know, it was a, definitely a, a great experience uh, being here with the team. Um, you know, coming, you know, December, um, you know, me just finding my place here, just straight off the rip. It was, it was a great experience. So, uh, you know, it, it, it was great. Okay. We'll go with Ryan McDonald, Deseret News. Jordan, I, what do you see happening this off season? Is it just the, just see what comes or are you, you 
want going to push to to resign back with the Jazz? What do you think? Um, I mean, for me, it's I'm not I don't I can't tell the future. I don't know anything like that. Um, but you know, if the, whatever happens, whatever happens. Um, it's um, you know business uh, and basketball as well. Um, you know, it, I know I had a great experience here, a great time here. Love my teammates here, so um, definitely see what uh, what happens. And you know, this is my kind of my first time actually going into a free agency, so um, definitely on. It's a whole new experience. Okay, we'll go Ryan Miller, KSL. What did what did you learn from about Donovan Mitchell during this playoff series? My kid is tough. Um, score, make plays. He's one of the best guards in the league. Uh, one of the best guards that I played with for sure. Best players I played with as well. So, um, you know him uh, leading this team. I told him this uh, when I first met him. To be honest with you. Um, uh, I think it was his rookie year, maybe. I think he won the slam dunk contest that year, and I talked to him. I ran into him. Uh, I think it was in L.A. Just told him that, you know, I, I respect him for everything, how he's, how he's led the team. Just before I was even on Utah. Uh, and just seeing his growth, you know, being on the court with him, talking to him, uh, it's just amazing, especially how young he is. Uh, the league's in great hands. That's a that's a star player right there, a star guard. Uh, that you know, I, I'm a love watching. Um, you know, I love playing uh, alongside him as well. Uh, being a friend, a teammate, just being able to be around him, it's, uh, it was a great experience. And, um, I'm happy to see his career and how it's all uh, filling out for him. Okay, next we'll go with Julio Nieves, La Guerra de la NBA, Puerto Rico. Julio, you're up. Hey, Jordan. Um, Donovan Mitchell seemed very emotional after the game. Um, you kind of already touched bases on uh, what he means to you and, and you see his growth. But when you have a player like that so emotional, how can you address, you know, an advice to him and you as a veteran already, how can you approach to him after this loss and make him become an even a better player? Uh, biggest thing probably, uh, probably I can tell him right now is just remember this. You know, this ain't going to be his last playoff series. This ain't going to be the last time, you know, he's in big game sevens. Um, it's not going to be the last time he out there on the court making plays for his teammates in big games. So I just want him to take this experience and really just take it in hold and just keep it, keep it in the back of his head. But at the same time, just, you know, let it go and be part of his – is his growth and his um his history and his legacy. Um, he's gonna go on to, like I said, lead a team to a hopefully a championship one day. Um, you know he's he's just he's just done a great job as a leader. And um, you know him as being emotional and seeing all that man is because he had big games man. He put it all out there on the line, laid it out there every time we played. Um, you know he stuck with us and stayed with us. No, it's the best time um, you know, I've seen as a leader. There's Jordan Clarkson, the big acquisition for the Jazz midseason. He is a free agent. Uh, last night he has he had 10 points, uh, four of nine shooting. He had all those points in the first half, but uh, he was a key cog in what the Jazz did. You heard him talk about his future. It'll be interesting to see if he ends up on this team next year. All right, uh, let's now let you hear from Royce O'Neal. 
All right, Royce, we have a question from uh, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Royce, I'm wondering if you could just kind of take me through the emotions of the locker room after that one. It's, it's tough. Uh, everybody's, you know, play hard, you know, fighting all the way from, you know, being down almost 20 points, uh, being right there. One shot, you know, in and out. I think everybody went down. So I think that one might, you know, this one might stay stick and hurt for a little bit. Sarah, if you have another one, go ahead. How long do you think that, like you said, this is going to stick with you for a bit? How long do you think that that emotion is going to carry over? And when do you actually start thinking about what the team can do next year? It's different for different guys. Uh, you know, think about it uh, for a little bit. I mean, nobody wants the season to end that way. Uh, you know, you, you know, one thing we want to keep playing, but you know, we want to sit back, and reflect on it, and uh, see what happens next year. All right, Royce, thanks for your time. And there you go. That is Royce O'Neal wrapping up your post-game sound and wrapping up another Utah Jazz season. It came to a close last night in the bubble. Lots to talk about. DJ and PK will get to more of it coming up next. 80-78 to 78 is your final. The Jazz fall to the Denver Nuggets. More next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. All right, there's the best of the post-game show. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay with us.